I have a question for you. What do you know about stem cells? What if you could activate your own stem cells naturally? Are you suffering from any signs of aging? Gray hair, saggy skin, aches and pains throughout your body, not sleeping through the night? I have found something that has helped to redefine my aging, that has helped to give me more energy. I'm sleeping better at night. My stamina is increased. And any pain and tension and stress, inflammation, gone. Have you heard about the new stem cell activation technology? What if you could activate your own stem cells for less than a cup of coffee a day? I've been using stem cell activating patches for over 13 years. They have been life-changing for me. Head over to jenniferpilates.com, click on the X39 stem cell activation patch, and let's continue this conversation and get you to the healthiest you you've ever been. Welcome to Empowered Within, a soul-quenching, transformational podcast that will set your soul on fire. Through candid and inspiring conversations, leading experts, celebrities, healers, and I share our journeys of how we've overcome challenges to living an empowered life from within. I'm your host, Jennifer Pilates. Welcome to another episode of Empowered Within. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fabulous episode. I am so honored to have a dear soul sister with us today, Stephanie Daniel. Stephanie has worked as a professional relationship coach for a boutique matchmaking company for 10 years, helping six, seven, and eight-figure women attract their soulmates. She combines this professional experience with her intuitive gifts and profound understanding of the universal laws of manifestations, soul contracts, and innate ability ability to solve all relationship problems with love to create immediate solutions for her clients. Personally, she is a conscious mom to two powerful souls, married to her soulmate and training her puppy to become a therapy dog, which she has told me there's still hope. <laughs> Stephanie is here today to share her incredible story of transformation, resilience, and purpose. Welcome. Thank you so much. I am so grateful and honored to be here with you. I am so happy to have you here, and I'm so honored that you're willing to come on and share your story, which is definitely one of just an amazing resilience and transformation. So let's start with, who is Stephanie Daniel? Who am I? I am a soul doing my very best to navigate this life experience on earth, and I you know, I, I identify as a mom. I identify as a wife. I identify as a helper and healer. And I identify as someone who is really looking to use my life experiences to serve others. And you do. You're such an inspiration. So tell me, are you still doing your matchmaking right now? Yes, I'm still consulting with the boutique matchmaking firm. And that's just such a joy being able to work with such inspirational and successful women who are changing the world through their careers and the way that they show up in the workforce. Yes, I love it. That will always be a passion of mine. And it's also increasing love, right? Because if I'm teaching these women how to love themselves and stay committed to that relationship as they search and enter their relationships you know, with their soulmates, I'm increasing love on the planet. And then 
when you have two people who are whole coming together, also increasing love on the planet. And that's just part of my mission. So I feel very aligned to continue doing that work. That's so amazing. So to me, I would say this is not just a traditional matchmaking situation. You are helping women find self-love and self-worth and in the interim of all that, finding their love, their soulmate like you have. Yes. Yes. And so tell me, I want to know how you found your soulmate. My son, my unborn son matched us. Yeah. So my uh, seven year, he's now seven. He is a bright light here also to his, he'll tell you his mission is to heal the environment and to save all the animals and to build an international animal sanctuary, which stops the extinction of all of the animals. So uh, he has come in knowing his purpose, but I met his soul about 10 years before I met my husband. He started hanging around me when I was studying in seminary. And I just, uh, it got to a point where I understood that so much of my mission would be to support him in his mission that I said, uh, you choose your dad. And so the first time that I saw Danny, we were, he was walking on the beach and uh, I just, I heard that's dad. So I knew. I had to hold back because he couldn't know that I knew, but uh, yes, I, he knew. (laughs) I knew. Oh, I have such goosebumps. That's such an incredible story. So tell me, because some people are going to literally a match made in heaven. Literally a match made in heaven. Literally. And I'm sure some of our listeners are going, wait a minute. Did I hear you correctly that you met your son in spirit and you allowed him to pick your dad, which is now your soulmate, your husband? Yeah. How does that happen? So obviously you have incredible spiritual gifts and background. So tell us a little bit about the backstory so that we can understand a little bit more of how that was okay for you when that was happening? Yeah, so my backstory started in trauma. I was uh, molested by my father and neglected by my mom. And while I was going through that experience in my physical body, my light team had my soul up and out of my body where I was shown how soul contracts are made. I was shown what happens in between incarnations and I was shown what happens Uh, after we die. So it's been this experience of great polarity for me because while my dad in human form was uh, doing what some people would consider the worst uh, thing that a father could do to a child. And I, as a mom, I 100% absolutely agree. I was also shown the vantage point of the love that exists between us and how he was actually honoring a soul contract that we made with each other. So my life has been a ping pong ball experience of going through the residual effects of that trauma that I experienced where I've had PTSD and anxiety and depression and worthiness disorders and attracted a lot of sexually abusive and emotionally abusive relationships. And I danced with drugs and I've had a really dark life because of that experience. But also I've never lost the perspective or the vantage point of how soul contracts work and the tremendous love that exists between us. So my life has been understanding that life love does not equal soul love, right? Because he could love me tremendously on a soul level and I love him tremendously too on a soul level, but there's no way we can have a relationship in this 
life because he hasn't done his work and he's still unsafe or not. Now I'm able to protect myself, but I would never give him access to my two boys. And so I remember that. And I remember those out of body experiences more than I remember the actual abuse that I went through. I've always kept that channel wide open because that is to me where I feel the safest with my light team, with my angels and my guides and just understanding energy and spirit. To help our listeners a a little bit more to go deeper into it, where did you get to the point or to the part where you understood about soul contracts and coming here? Because some people are going to go, it seems like she's glossing over this like traumatic incestual event that was going on. And she's just seeing light, which is great, but there had to have been an interim. Like what hooked you into the light in the midst of all of that? Absolutely. And I agree that it definitely can sound that way. And I feel like I would just want every listener to know that one, I still deal with some of the residuals of that. So in no way am I sitting here saying I am perfect and I am healed. And no, I am committed to doing my shadow work. I know my shadow more than my light. And for me, that looks like working with therapists and helpers and healers and coaches and journaling and doing my mirror work and really always making sure. And now not just because of myself, but because I am a mom and I pride myself on being a conscious mom and our children are our greatest teachers and also triggers. I definitely use them as my motivation and inspiration to continue to do my work. But when the transition for me happened when I was studying in seminary. So instead of going the traditional route of becoming a psychologist or a licensed social worker, which I have tremendous respect and value for, I just have always been a rebel and have not done well in the traditional school systems and institutions. I just don't there. After I graduated from college, I studied in seminary for uh, two and a half years to become a legally entitled uh, spiritual counselor in the state of New York. And I chose to do my studies on death and darkness for that reason. While all of my classmates were studying light and love and gratitude and peace and just really gorgeous energies. I was like, I want to understand death. I want to understand darkness. I want to understand my life and I want a way to translate it. I want a way to transform it. And I've always been much more comfortable understanding those aspects of myself. My shadow work is my comfortable place. And also I wanted to make sure that when I was working with other people, that I knew how to hold a space for them for exactly what you just said, because I never wanted someone to feel like I was glossing over their pain or their trauma and saying, just be positive. Let's just go into the light. Let's just find the the silver lining because When you go through trauma and when you have tremendous darkness, I'm at a place in my evolution where I take responsibility for it. So as the creator of my reality, I say I called it in. But when we experience these really challenging, painful, brutal lessons, I know for me, I didn't want someone telling me you'll feel better or it takes time. I wanted someone to sit with me in that until I could find my own light. So that was really the the paradigm shift for me. That's huge and so commendable for you to wanting to turn into it, to lean into the dark, into the fear 
knowing that you could get through, but that's still, that isn't the way that 90% of people traditionally walking on this earth do go through. So maybe you can explain your thoughts and your emotions on when you talk about dark and about shadow work, do you consider them to be one of the same? Yes. I like a candle. I believe that you stare into it long enough and light becomes dark and dark becomes light. And that uh, both are beautiful ways to journey to get through something. And both are beautiful ways to uh, create transformation. I feel like both are very supportive, powerful energies. I agree a hundred percent. We we need both. We have both yes. every day and we shouldn't yes. be afraid. And that's something that I love that through your story, and I know we have so much more to share, but that's going to help people to understand they don't have to be afraid. And so when we talk about shadow work, because I know some people go, oh, I don't even want to talk about shadow work. Again, people fear it thinking that it's this horrible thing when in fact it's not. It's a piece of you. It's a piece of me. We all have it. What can you help our listeners to understand about shadow work through the way that you have understood it? I think that shadow work is just the part of the story that's the hardest to tell. And that in the sharing of the story, we automatically transform it. I think that concepts can be really intimidating. So this, like you're saying, shadow work could feel overwhelming. It could feel like something that just sounds like, I don't want to go there. It doesn't sound fun. It doesn't sound (laughs) sexy. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling like, I don't know. Like, 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 tomorrow. (laughs) It's the part of the story when you talk about what really caused the pain. And it's looking at that specific part of the story and saying, okay, how did that happen for me? It's it's not my fault that it happens. It is my responsibility to find a way to say this happened for me. And because I went through this, now I can do this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's using it to help the transformation. Most people get stuck in not wanting to share their pain. It's true because it's hard. If you share it, then you're admitting it and you're saying yes. it out loud and that makes it yes. real. And some people aren't ready to go there. Yes. And especially in this, I mean, at any day and age, but honestly, I have found this so much to be so true this last year and a half. And right now people are just so raw that they're just not at some moments right now willing to go there. They're like, I've been through enough. Not today. Yes. But the, the interesting thing about it is that by avoiding going there, you're still giving so much energy to it and it Mm -hmm. will still recreate itself. So then it's just a matter of saying, do I want to deal with this now and shift it now? Or do I want to continue to unconsciously energize it and have it continue to show up in my life? Because that's just, that's a universal law that we continue to repeat the same patterns until we look at them and choose differently. 100%. And I always find if you choose to dodge it today, it will come back twice as strong tomorrow. Yes. Like God will be like, hi, I'm sorry. You didn't get that message yesterday. <laughs> Look out for the fry pan because here it comes upside your head. Did you get it this time? If we can only start to like, you and I are like laughing about this and that's where we have to get to it. Go, oh my God, I didn't listen last year and it's back again. Okay, let me deal with this and have the humor in it because we're, oh we're gosh, meant yeah. to be here to love, to expand and to all all, we all have energy. We all have light to share. And sometimes we have to just laugh at things. We can have that moment where all of a sudden you start to get anxious and then you're like, 
is it really worth getting this upset? And sometimes yes, for that moment, but 90% of the time it's no, don't give away your power, your energy to that. I think that's the gift of you and I calling each other into our lives, right? To show people that yes, you can have these friendships where you're talking about really dark, Mm -hmm. challenging, disturbing things, and it still be such a lighthearted, open hearted conversation where we're laughing and right. Yes. And and that's not exclusive to us. We want everyone to have that. And to be clear, we're not laughing at traumatic events, but we are bringing in the light and helping to show how we can get through it. And it is important to have the support. And like you've mentioned, you've, you're, you've done work and you're still doing the work. And so are you to a place like right now, is your dad in your life? Is he not? Are we at a hundred percent forgiveness? Where are we at with him right now? Yes. So we are, I am neutralized around my dynamic with him, but he is not in my life and he won't be in my life. So I am able to love him, but from a distance where there are really significant boundaries Mm -hmm. in place. I feel like I still have uh, work to do around my relationship with my mom because that has so she's not in my life either I don't speak with anybody from my family of origin and that is because being a mom I feel like I just I'm not in a place where I have the luxury of being down and out several days before and being down and out several days after the amount of energy work to prepare for an interaction with them And then the recovery is just not something that feels fair to expose my boys to because they're young and I'm responsible for their environment. If it was different timing or different circumstances, maybe, but because of where everybody is in my home and my relationships that I prioritize with my husband and our two boys and our puppy, I just... Yeah. So there's no communication, but yeah, I, there's neutralization with my dad and there's still work to be done around my mom. Are your parents, are they still married? Yes, they are. Okay. And so just, I know the backstory, but we want to bring that forth to our listeners. So the reason that you're not engaging with your mom, want to share that? that Yes, because she neglected me and enabled my father's sexual abuse. So there's uh, understanding that what he did to me is one thing, witnessing it and allowing it to continue and then being so angry and resentful towards me because in essence, he was choosing me over her just didn't see, I get even now I'm just getting just there's. Yeah, there's just still work to be done around Mm -hmm. my relationship with her because Mm -hmm. for however the trauma landed in me, and I think that's another important thing to just remember about trauma and transformation, it lands differently for everybody, right? So there are other people who could have been in an exact parallel situation and they could be energized about the person who actually did the sexual abuse. For whatever reason, just how my trauma landed within me, it has been challenging to work through that, but I have reached a place of neutralization with my dad where I have not yet with my mom. And everything takes time. and. Yes. Each individual is going to be different and each situation is different. And as long as you're honoring yourself, that's all you can do. And I'm happy that your listeners got to see this because I don't let where I am in my process stop me. 
And I don't want anyone who's listening to let where they are in their process stop them. I still feel that I am exceptional at the work that I do. I still feel proud of myself for the way I show up as a wife and as a mom and as a puppy guardian and as a friend. And so it's just this idea that I may never get through it in this lifetime. There's no rush. I may, maybe one day I'll have the meditation or I'll have the realization or something will shift. And maybe it won't. And that's the relationship that I have with my trauma. I accept it as something that will be with me until or unless it's not. It's, it can come and go. And I'm happy that this came up. And I'm happy that your listeners get to see someone who is in a position like I'm in say, yes, like this has, I have worked through this and I'm at a good place with this, but I still have not honestly worked through that and I'm not letting it stop me. And I just feel like that could help. And I hope that lands for your listeners. I have a question for you. What do you know about stem cells? What if you could activate your own stem cells naturally? Are you suffering from any signs of aging? I finally found something that helps me, giving me more energy. I'm able to sleep through the night, no longer having any SI issues or pains or inflammation. Have you heard about the new stem cell activation technology? What if you could activate your own stem cells for less than a cup of coffee a day? I've been using stem cell activating patches for over 13 years. They have been life-changing for me. Head over to jenniferpilates.com and click on the link for stem cell activation patches to learn more. Again, head over to jenniferpilates.com so that you can learn more about the new stem cell activation patches to become a better, healthier, more amazing you. I hope so too. And it's such an incredible journey. We're always going through transformation every day and moving forward. And I thank you for being so vulnerable and authentic with sharing with our guests. Look, this is something that happened to me, but it doesn't define who I am each and every day. And that's something that we want to remind our listeners too, that they are worthy just like you are of becoming an incredible mother and a gifted spiritual human being and finding your soulmate that what the things that happen, and we have to remember things happening to us are actually things happening for us. And once we can shift that mindset and know that we can get through anything and we did sign up for all this craziness that we signed up for. We signed up to be here this last year and a half. And clearly I always tell people, we all must've been pretty drunk contracts. I'm thinking someone just said, Jennifer, here's some champagne. What do you think? I don't even remember the contract. And that's just it. We want to be able to laugh and go, okay, today's a new day. Now, tomorrow we may not be laughing, but that's okay. We still are who we are and we still, we deserve the world and we are worthy of everything and every passion that is in our heart. So I thank you so much for being so vulnerable, especially on such a a tough topic. And it really is. We want to acknowledge that it is. We're not glossing it over for sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, so much. Yes. And if that didn't happen again to me, for me, I wouldn't be here. So yeah, it has so much to do with how it lands for you and then what you do with it and then how you place it. Yes, I just want, I don't think anybody escapes life on earth or an incarnation without going through what they experience or perceive as trauma. It could be big traumas or little traumas. What happens Mm -hmm. to us really happens to us. And just our ability to not let it define us. Like you said, I just think you said that so beautifully. And 
again, would just want everyone listening to know that it doesn't need to define you and you still can and hopefully do give yourself permission to move towards what you want. And that's what we're talking about, light and dark. Life on earth is dualistic. There are both. So we get to, to choose. We and there both. Exactly. And there always will be. I know some people are always saying, when is the light going to shine and win? And I'm like, it does every day. It's where are you looking? Exactly. Where are you looking? Exactly. And speaking about our spiritual world and your gifts, when did you know, when did you recognize your spiritual gifts? I I feel like they have been such an integrated part of me because the abuse started when I was so young, I was six. So they've been such an, an integrated part of who I am that I didn't realize that other people's experience wasn't the same. But again, when I was in seminary and my experiences going through the curriculum and the teachings and the trainings helped me understand that my gifts are not the same as everybody else. You were very young. A lot of people um, on their spiritual path, I think something to know about and to cue in on, and it's honestly something I never thought about till this past year is a lot of us have gifts at a very young age. And sometimes we know what they are and sometimes we don't. And sometimes that they, our gifts are our, our superhero who are protecting us and that our spiritual gifts really are a protective mechanism for a lot of things that we signed up for in this life. And that's okay to embrace them. I know some people get nervous with them and they close them down and that's okay too. And maybe bring them back later in life, but they really are gifts, whatever it is. And there's so many different kinds to have. That's something that's there for us. Again, something else that's for us to share with the world. And also at times there to protect us. We're giving those, we are given those gifts for a reason. And sometimes it's good to take a moment to sit back and think about, huh, I wonder why do I have this ability? Yes. And I would add to that, that anybody who is having experiences where they are not experiencing their gifts as positive or loving is something that I would just encourage them to investigate further because it's, I could say from my own personal experience, it is my knowing that our light team, our angels, our guides, the ascended masters, God, source energy, divine creator, whatever we call it is love and is so respectful of our boundaries and our choices. They would never, ever do anything to us that would traumatize us more. They want us to open up to their help and their love and their support. So I just feel like, yeah, when you hear people having awakenings that are really scary or traumatic, I just, I have so much compassion for that because my experience was so different. The entryway into those gifts lifted me up out of my trauma, Mm -hmm. saved me from the trauma that I was going through. And yeah, I just, they're so respectful. There's just, it is light and it is love and there's no judgment around our choices. They're still there. And they just are so respectful of our boundaries. They would never cross a boundary, which, cause that would just lead to another trauma that we need to process instead of a choice to step into the gifts and the love that's waiting for us. Which brings me back to your son. So I want to go a little bit deeper into the story of when he chose you and how he actually did. And then you met Danny, your soulmate, your husband, who you're, you yeah. know, you're still married to now, how that story kind of came, came to be here on earth, because we heard how he chose you prior and got to know you and your gifts. So how did it come then you and Danny actually getting together and then him being born here on earth? How did that transpire? Because of the trauma that I went through, I say that I suffered with energetic infertility just 
for the majority of my life. I just was unable to birth my heart's desires. And I wanted to understand that. I wanted to understand myself and just why I could not manifest. I didn't have the word manifest at the time, but I just knew that anytime I had a dream or a vision or something that I wanted to birth into this world, I would almost like systematically kill it off before it ever had the chance. And I wanted to understand that process. So yeah, so Justin's soul started coming to me when I was in my second year of seminary studies, doing my thesis on death and darkness, which was another polarity that here I am studying death and darkness. And I have this soul who is a bright light and a sign of future life that will come through me. So that was just another big polarity. And he was just always is around. And I just accepted that. And like I said, let him choose his dad. He was between two different men. I saw Danny. And the funny thing about Danny is that he doesn't have a spiritual bone in his body. Like this is something that is just also so interesting to talk about, especially with you and I've talked about it, but just with women who are deeply connected to their spirituality or their process or, and on literally on our first date, like Danny laid down the laws and he's like, I will never be a vegetarian. I do not believe in angels. I'm never going to read any of your books or I kind of think it sounds like you're in a cult. Like I just, I don't understand what you do. Like you're never going to do that stuff on me. I don't believe in moon cycles or astrology. Like he just like, and I was like, I could really marry this guy, even though I knew it was like a thank you future soul because yeah, you just wouldn't, ne- but he's like my rock, right? So Danny lets me go wherever I need to go in search of my answers to the depths of my soul, outer limits of the universe. And he's just so good at life on earth. And he's just there steady, consistent when I get back. So Justin did a great job, but so yeah, so we got pregnant. Uh, so we got married, beautiful wedding, got pregnant right away and we miscarried. And that was the first time that I actually had death inside of me. So it went from me studying death and the energy of death and the metaphor of death and darkness throughout my life to now having death inside of me. And it, it shook me because I just, I knew that I was meant to be his mom. So I did not understand what was happening. And again, in that moment to still know that it was happening for me, not to me. And that I called in this experience and that there was some kinds of soul contract playing itself out between Justin and I, and then still being in the physical experience of Like now my body's not working. So now my life wasn't working. Now my body's not working. I can't manifest what I want into my life. And now I can't bring a child into this world. We went through all the testing to make sure that I was able to get pregnant and to have a healthy baby. And we got pregnant again, brought Justin. It was a beautiful pregnancy, a beautiful delivery, brought Justin into this world. And I felt so complete. I was like, I have been given the gift of literal transformation. Like Justin was the first thing that I birthed into this world. And it was love. Like I literally went from energetic infertility to literal infertility to birthing love. So I was complete. You know, I literally, I did, I want, I wanted the experience of being Justin's mom, but I was like at a point where it was almost just my life is complete. Like I've literally done what I needed to do. Like I, I am good. And that's why I felt and do still do feel like so much of my 
work is supporting him in his soul's mission and advocating for him to explore his gifts and to give him access to anything that will help refine his purpose. Get clarity around that. But the way that I found out that Justin was in on it all along, he was about four years old, very dramatic. He's just a very dramatic, enthusiastic soul. He was in the bath telling me about his day at, at school. And he says, mom, I remember choosing you as my mom. And I stopped and I was like, Justin, that makes me the luckiest mom in the universe. And he even joked and said something like, yeah, I always knew you were bad at math. I saw that, but which is so true. I can't add two and two (laughs) to save my life. You had the most sparkly heart. I found you from your heart. And he said, but first I was in your belly as a girl and I didn't want to be a girl. I wanted to be me. So I had to go all the way out of your belly as if like I'm telling him to brush his teeth. Like, like, why do I have to stop playing my game to go brush my teeth? So it was very dramatic. Like I had to go out of your belly. I had to go all the way back up to God. I had to choose my baby brother. I had to wait for you to be ready again. And then I came back into your belly as me and now I'm here. And then he just went right back into his day. And the the thing about that is that one, he would have had no way of, of knowing. Two, that he was a girl, which explains, which is what I miscarried a girl, that he was a girl and that he needed to be a boy in this life to facilitate his mission, but also that he chose his baby brother. Because like I said, I felt so complete that I got to have a healthy pregnancy and delivery and birth love that I didn't feel called to have any more kids. And when I got pregnant with Ari, our second son, I said to myself, Justin must have wanted a baby brother in this lifetime because um, it was just not something that I felt called for. And now knowing Ari, it's, oh yes, of course he completes our family. But it was just also understanding too how soul contracts work. That the whole time I was going through that miscarriage experience, Justin was facilitating something for me. He gave me the gift of death inside of me and then gave me the chance to birth love. But I also facilitated something for him because he it did not serve him for whatever reason to be in a girl's body in this lifetime. He needed to be in the body that he's in. And so as someone who, and so many women struggle with miscarriage and infertility and the wrongness of it all. And I just felt like this story and this experience shows, no, there's something bigger happening. And it's not just what's happening in our bodies. It's also what we're facilitating for the children that are looking to come into the world through us. His story and your story together is so amazing because it really just, I mean, I remember the first time he told me, I was just in awe and I'm still in awe hearing it again. It just takes it back to understanding like, wow, please everyone understand that there's, there truly is something so much bigger out there than you, than me. And what a blessing. I only wish that every woman that I known who has gone through, which I know so many that have gone through miscarriages, that they could receive the gift that you received in that minute. I can't even imagine being a mom bath time. And here you get this story, which is such a gift to go. Wow. It really, it wasn't me. I didn't do anything wrong. All those thoughts that go through women's heads. And it really, we have to go back to, it's not always about us. Mm -hmm. It's about the environment. It's about the universe. There is a greater plan, even though, again, this is another traumatic event for you. And in that moment, you definitely 
needed to lean into all of this and probably didn't quite see all of that in that moment. I definitely did not see all of that in that moment. And again, I think that's also why it's so important to have supportive community and to have conscious friendships and to have other women that we can go to and turn to, whether it's mentors, therapists, helpers, healers, whether we're paying or not paying professional, not professional to be able to bounce things off of because as gifted as I am, I definitely did not see it when it was happening in my own sphere, uh, my own bubble of life. And that's always a misconception too, that when you are spiritual, you should know everything and you should be prepared for everything. And you are always singing Winn-Dixie and you always are riding a unicorn. And that honestly is not the case. It's generally quite, it's way far from it on every day. It's more like we're slaying dragons and it's more like that for sure. And when we're in it, we're in it and we can't always see it. We don't always know what's happening to us, nor are we always supposed to know. There are these elements of whatever we signed up for, we did, but like you're saying, it is important to have your therapist, your friends, your family, your healer. So how was Danny through all of this? Because of course you're handling things on a spiritual level. And then there's your amazing soulmate, Danny, who's no. (laughs) Oh yeah. He was totally life on earth level. He was just like, he wanted to understand the procedure. He wanted to understand the testing. He wanted to understand exactly when we could get pregnant again. He wanted, he wanted to know life on earth facts. Like he wanted to understand Mm -hmm. medically what was, and it it is how we are trained in our society. What is right or wrong with my body. He has a tremendous heart and he would never look to make me feel like my body failed Unfortunately, that is the unspoken language of women's healthcare, that it was, why couldn't my body do this? And is my body capable of doing this? And that was the the energetic current of the conversations. But I was too just stuck in my own idea of like, now I have death inside of me. So I didn't really care about the the life on, on earth. And again, that's what makes Danny and I such a beautiful balance for each other because he got me to, you know, the appointment. And, and I also have to say it's medicine. I could not have had a better OB. Like I just, I love this man. Like he could not have been any more thoughtful, kind, gentle, compassionate, respectful, but they, the two of them almost really handled like what was happening with my physical body, which let me just really be in the experience of what was happening to me on all of these other levels, right? Because we're multidimensional. So at all times, it's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And so I'm grateful that they, just the two of them handled my physical experience so that I had the luxury of really indulging and even getting stuck in my emotional, mental, and spiritual Mm -hmm. experience. What if it was possible to have local fresh groceries delivered right to your door? Think of all the free time you'd have. Well, Instacart gives unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. Forgot that special ingredient in your favorite dish? Instacart can deliver it to your front door in as fast as one hour. You can shop multiple stores, see deals in your area, and save time and money. I've been using Instacart for over three years. I started using them in Arizona and I'm using them here in Florida. I love the time-saving convenience. They pick the freshest products and they keep my eggs safe too. To receive your first delivery free, follow the link in the show notes so that Instacart knows that we sent you and to help support the show. Instacart, never step foot in a grocery store again. 
Does Danny, your husband, your amazing soulmate, yeah. does he understand, does he get the relationship between you and Justin? He Rawls? definitely doesn't get it. He laughs and gets frustrated with it all at the same time. And that's also the beauty of Ari, our, our little guy, because Ari is, he is a gorgeous soul. He is sweet and he is fierce. Like Danny, he's very good at life on earth. But like Justin and I, he's very good spiritually. Like he, he just understands spirit, he understands energy. And so Ari is really the bridge of our family. And I feel like I can say with certainty that if it were not for Ari, I don't believe that my relationship with Danny could last because we're so far apart and where he lives his life very physical and where I live my life very spiritual and I exchange spiritual energetic metaphysical like I just I'm much more comfortable in energy not in my physical body Danny is super comfortable in his physical body Justin is more comfortable as energy and so Justin and I have that deep connection Ari bounces back and forth. And so it's really Ari who has kept our family together because he is the bridge that Danny and I kind of crossed because Justin and Ari have a, a gorgeous relationship, but like any two brothers, they're constantly you know killing each other. But outside of that, there's a lot of love there. And that's the other thing too. We talk about conscious parenting or we talk about raising multidimensional kids. And it's, again, it's, it's, it, there. So much smoke and mirrors out there. There's so much life porn out there, spiritual life porn about like how a spiritual person's life is supposed to look. And yesterday I forgot my oldest son's lunch and that required a target run to get an extra present that I wasn't planning on to make it up for him. And first word after Dada was F-U-C-K. And after I started, I would scream it and then they got good at spelling. So then I spelled it and that was the first word that they knew how to spell. So I just want everybody to know, oh my gosh, yeah. Stop it. That the is, first word I that both you their baby book where, um, okay. yes, the first yes. word that they spelled was F-U-C-K. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. And you look at you, spiritual mama. See, we want everyone to understand that we really are human. Like we're, we're human. <laughs> and Santa's not coming for 20 years because of that. Like, yeah, because of how bad I cursed. Yeah. Santa's not coming for a very long time <laughs> for me. So yes. Yeah, so yes. Yeah, so that, yeah, I want everyone to, and that's again, like you just, Yes, we could talk soul contracts and reincarnation and all these things with the best of them. But it's also about life on earth and being like the more truthful, transparent, real, authentic, the better. There's no reason to posture or to hide behind the smoke and mirrors and make it look like something it's not. Yes. Yes. And I love that. And you've done that so well with being so oh. vulnerable with sharing such layer after layer today, including, and this was something that we really wanted to hone in as well, your relationship with Danny, because there's a lot of, of spiritual women out there who go, geez, I don't know. I don't really want to be with such a spiritual human being. Like I need a break, but I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't get it either. And so it does sound like you and Danny really have found this beautiful ebb and flow between the two of you. So we want to let the women know out there, all our spiritual sisters, that it's possible. <laughs> it is possible as long as you are truthful about who you are and what your needs are. And it is possible and can be the best thing ever as long as they are supportive. Like I said before, he understands that I am going to, I'm never going to stop searching. I'm never going to stop looking to heal this. Like I shared at the beginning of our call, right? Like my relationship with my mom is still something that triggers me. So there are lots of things that I do 
to get my answers around that and get my transformation around that and to look at that. And he is so supportive of all of it, whether it makes sense to him or not. And yeah, it's about understanding that need for support. And for me, that looked like consistency. That looked like I could go and have as many dark nights of the soul as I want to. And I could go to the outer limits of the universe and then he'll still be here. Like just doing life on earth really good. He knows how to ground our family. He knows how to hold space for our family. He makes sure that we get to little league and golf and camp and all of these things. And when I'm having a bad day, cause I'm, let's say stuck in uh, a trauma, which means that I'm bringing my past into this present moment. I can call him and say, can you please help me with this? And he does. So for me, it's the best thing ever. I couldn't, I would never do well with someone who is as committed to their growth, healing, evolution, transformation as I am. But yeah, I highly recommend it. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's great both. news. Yay. That's great news. <laughs> yes, I, love I it. highly recommend it. And you get the best of both. Seriously. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So tell me, what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is on their spiritual path right now? So the advice that I would give is that it's a path with lots of different choices and lots of different potentialities. So the most important thing to do is find a way that you can connect with your own heart and your own truth. And I really feel even with what has happened in the past year, every conversation I've had with Justin and with Ari has been about the information keeps changing. And so the beautiful gift of this time is that all of us are being really invited slash forced to find what feels truthful to us. And especially because there's lots of buzzwords and spirituality is trending and there's really shiny programs and really shiny books to read and courses to take and podcasts to listen to and all the things. There's a stage to buy and there's crystals to put in your bras and panties and there's so many things to to do. Mm -hmm. But the most important is that you find a process that allows you to get quiet enough to hear the dreams in your heart and that allow you to find whatever your truth is. Because I found, and I'm sure that you found too, that what is truthful to me is not truthful to many and to lean into that instead of pushing to go against it. I 100% agree. It's just get quiet and feel what feels good and yes. do that. Yes. And it's, it's, it's literally that simple. It is so simple. And a couple of crystals in the bra doesn't help you. That never hurts, right? You can't, I mean, it's actually, no, sometimes it does hurt. Like if it moves yes, it does in hurt. Spot in your bra, but it can't hurt. Sometimes it does hurt, but it can't hurt. I know. And it's not to say they aren't in my purse either. My mother picked up my purse today. She goes, oh my God, it's so heavy. And then she was like, how many stones do you have in there? <laughs> you can have crystals everywhere. I have crystals in my car. I have crystals everywhere. Same, same. But again, crystals, they don't have to work for everybody. Exactly. But that's okay too. And you just find what works, find what feels good and embrace it and enjoy the journey. And you'll attract a wonderful tribe to surround you. Oh my gosh. Yes. 
Yes. I am so honored that you came on today and I'm so blessed and grateful that you shared everything that you have, because I know that this is going to help so many of our listeners around the world. I cannot thank you enough. I know that not all of this was easy to share and I'm so grateful and thankful that you felt comfortable to do that here with us today. Thank you. Thank you for creating this space and for making it so safe, right? That's just one of your many true gifts that you uh, live and it just, it makes all the difference. So it's a privilege and I'm grateful and humbled and thank you. I love you so much. Oh, I love you too, Stephanie. Thank you. Bringing tears to my eyes. Thank you, sweetie. So tell me, where can our guests find you, connect with you online? Yes. So I am Manifest Love Coach on Instagram. That is the best way to get a hold of me. That's the best way to message me. I always get back to everybody. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. And I'll also, that will always be in the show notes as well. Thank you so much. And I want to let the listeners know, be sure to head over and enter our Empowered Within giveaway that we're doing this month, head over to jenniferpilates.com, click the podcast tab and enter. And you too can win lots of fabulous prizes. Well, as we always say, until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Empowered Within with Jennifer Pilates. Your feedback is important. It helps me to connect with you and gives me insight into who you are and what you're enjoying about the show. For today's show notes and discount codes from today's sponsors, head over to jenniferpilates.com. Until next time, may you live an empowered life from within.